0: Hi, I'm Julie Morgenstern and welcome to Time to Parent, the podcast that will give you more time, less guilt, and deeper joy. This week, we're talking with a client named Jennifer. Jennifer is what I would call a responsible doer, but she was so busy keeping the trains running on time, so to speak, that she was having trouble connecting to her daughter. The result Stressful evenings that no one looked forward to after a long day at work and school. This episode surrounds Relate. What's Relate? Well, relating is what you do to connect with your child. It's how you get to know them as the unique individual that they are. It usually requires slowing down to the speed of your child at whatever age they are and entering their world. I find that many, many parents see relating and teaching as one and the same, but they are absolutely different. When you're teaching, you're bringing your child into the adult world and they're learning from you. In other words, your child is the student of you. But when you're relating, you enter your child's world and you are the student of your child. It's really about giving your child undivided attention on topics and activities of interest to them. Things like asking them about their day and doing the activities that they want to do. Being present for your kids in this way, relating and connecting to them in their world, communicates that they are valued. Your actions tell them they matter. And here's where we shift to Jennifer, a working mom of a nine-year-old girl named Claudia.
1: My whole life was about providing, <laughs> arranging, and teaching. <laughs> you know, I, I I missed the relate. Yeah. Like, you know, I just missed it. Um, I I almost think that relate was something that is just natural between two people, but it's not necessarily because you're at such. You, it's natural between friends, um, or spouses, but it's not necessarily natural between a
0: parent and child, which never occurred to me. Jennifer felt like she couldn't get the hang of Relate. She defined love for her child as providing a good life and making sure everything ran smoothly. Jennifer was truly a masterful provider and arranger, but Relate? She felt like no matter how hard she tried, she just couldn't quite make that connection with her daughter.
1: I felt like I was failing, frankly, you know, with the whole motherhood relating. I could only remember my mother and everything being so easy between us, and I couldn't really figure out why this was so
0: difficult for me. Now, obviously, Jennifer isn't a failure, but when her daughter turned to her one night... I remember her saying to me, why don't we get along?
1: And that was so heartbreaking to me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I can't believe she
0: it that way after that night Jennifer knew something had to change and all this stress all this disconnection it was manifesting most in their evening routine
1: my my stress periods were when I would get home from work which was anywhere between 5:30 and 6:30 and from the time I walked in the door to the time I put my daughter to bed never seemed to go smoothly. And that sense of we don't get along, you know, particularly in, in the evenings, and it's a lot of evenings, so
0: um, it's definitely... It's one every night. It's one every night. And, uh, <laughs> and why were the nights so stressful? It started with the pressure to hit a certain bedtime. Claudia, Jennifer's daughter, without fail woke up every morning at 6 a.m. Now, for most parents, not fighting to wake your child up in the morning would be a gift. And for Jennifer, it was. But it also made her fixate on a hard and fast bedtime at night. So I always found it very stressful that she needed to be
1: asleep at a particular time, knowing that she was going to get up at a very particular time. Mm. So that meant when I walked in the door I felt like we had this agenda we had to complete every night. We had to get through homework, we had to get through reading, we had to get ready for bed, we had to shower, whatever it was I just had this thing in my mind that we had to be on this roll. Mm -hmm. And that way we would make the deadline and then she would go to sleep. So I was putting all this pressure on these few hours after, um, after work. And invariably We would miss bedtime, there would be drama, and it wasn't working.
0: So, evenings were start-to-finish struggle. Lots of conflict and not a lot of connection. Every night, Jennifer was anxious that the to-dos and routines weren't getting done, and she felt upset that she was sending her daughter to bed angry. All this tension and struggle was exhausting. Couple that with what her daughter expressed— and Jennifer had reached a breaking point. She really needed help. What I suspected was causing this drama was an absence of enough time relating. Between a parent and a child, relate requires slowing down to the speed of your child, taking a moment to stop seeing the tasks and responsibilities of adulthood and tune in to the little human in front of you. When it comes to Relate, success is measured differently than just crossing things off a to-do list. In fact, Relate is something that transcends the question of quantity of time. It's quality of connection.
2: That's key here. When we think of quality time, or as you said, Julie, relating, we're really talking about that special time and that special connection we have with the people around us, and in this case, particularly as parents with our children. That's Jeanette Bettencourt, the Senior Vice
0: President for U.S. Social Impact at Sesame Workshop. Yes, this is the same Sesame behind Sesame Street. Dr. has devoted her life and all of her work to enriching how parents and children connect to create and bring out the best in kids. I'd interviewed her for Time to Parent the book and really was anxious to bring her on to this episode because I knew she would have such wisdom to share. And she's done a lot of research into studying what kids really need in order to feel connected to you. And what they need is to feel seen heard, and validated. But how do parents do that? And how much time do we have to give our kids? That's the question I spent eight years diving deep into the research, looking for an answer to. And the news is very liberating, actually. Children thrive on short bursts, five to 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes tops, of undivided attention Delivered consistently, not big long blocks of time delivered occasionally. And Dr. Betancourt helped me figure out this answer. What she highlighted over and over was that the time together doesn't have to take up a whole lot of physical time. What really
2: matters is the consistency of these moments because we are very busy adults, we think it takes a very long time. But that responding could be a gesture. It could be a physical connection, a hug or a tap. But it could also be a little longer discussion. But it's the consistency of these, but also the collective of these, that these are happening often throughout my days, throughout my weeks, and throughout my years.
0: This calls back to what Dr. Rio said in our Arrange episode. Kids need consistency in relating time in the same way that they need consistency in their routines. So how do parents fit in consistent quality connections?
2: I think the relating time isn't something that you necessarily fit in. I think it's something that should become part of what we do every day. So it's not necessarily
0: about adding time in your schedule to relate It's about changing the nature of the time you are already spending with your child. Moments like when they're brushing their teeth or combing their hair can become beautiful moments of connection if you slow down to the speed of your child. It's much more about the way these things are done. If you are rushing your child through the mechanics of everyday life and then hoping for some quality time at the end, you're missing a key opportunity for connection. In the context of Jennifer and Claudia, that's exactly what was happening. The pressure that Jennifer was putting on both of them to stick to the mechanics of the evening routine was converting the entire evening into teaching time with no
2: space for relating time. Jennifer needed a mindset shift. So that means that when I am starting in the morning, whether I'm making breakfast for my children whether I am helping to prepare their lunches, whether it is uh, suddenly talking about something that we've seen on television, Those are all relatable moments that are everyday moments, and they accumulate. And the way they accumulate is because for children and youth, it means that I'm always sort of providing, not only for you physically, but also emotionally. So that sense that I am there for you as a parent, both in my everyday actions as well as in these deeper moments.
0: Jennifer needed to stop seeing the
2: connection
0: as a reward for the to-dos, That's what was causing all this drama. Instead, she needed to create consistent space for her daughter to connect. After the break, I helped Jennifer find a consistent time to enter her daughter's world and relate. Stay tuned. Before the break, we heard from a client named Jennifer. No matter how hard she tried to create a drama-free, relaxing evening with her daughter, every night was a disaster. <laughs> then we heard from Dr. Jeanette Bettencourt, a senior vice president at Sesame Workshop. Dr. Bettencourt gave insight into what kids need to feel connected to their parents. They need moments of undivided attention. Length isn't as important as quality. And these moments need to happen consistently so kids start to get the sense that you are really there for them. So in that context, we go back to Jennifer. Remember, she has identified herself as a bad relator. And when I coach people who tell me they're not good at something, the first thing I try to figure out is if there's another place in their life where they might be doing what they think they're bad at. So I asked Jennifer if there were any moments in her day or week with Claudia that felt drama free interestingly enough, Jennifer mentioned that the mornings were always relaxed and connected. I asked her to tell me how things ran. She wakes up.
1: We have plenty of time. I go in. I rub her back. I ask her about if she slept well, if she had any, you know, special dreams that she remembers. What does she want for breakfast? The dog would come. You'd jump on her bed. It was all very sweet. And then she would get dressed and have breakfast and
0: everything would really go smoothly in the mornings. So Jennifer would go into her daughter's room and give her a back rub. Claudia would wake up with this precious moment of uninterrupted connection in her world every single day. So Jennifer wasn't bad at relating. She just didn't recognize what she was doing in the morning was relating. And that's where the stress of the evening started to make sense to me. I recommended that Jennifer apply the same principle of connection first, routine second to her nights. So that's really what I do. I come home from work,
1: uh, I put my stuff down, and um, she follows me and I'm washing my hands or putting on you know, a T-shirt. And we talk and I ask her about her day and I ask her what her specials were. They call them at school art or Spanish or Mm -hmm. what she's doing. And it opens up the conversation. And I also gauge her mood, too. You know, if she's happy and relaxed or if she's feeling stressed, it's like that time that I have to figure that out.
0: So Jennifer started to make space for relating time with her daughter the minute she walked through the door. How? Well, first she had to work on transitioning out of work mode and into home mode before she crossed the threshold.
1: I would usually walk home from work and not be on the phone. I would listen to music or i just listen to the traffic or whatever it was so I focused on I need a transition as well.
0: Jennifer also did something else I found so interesting. Instead
1: of grabbing my mail from the mailbox and bringing it upstairs I read my mail in the mailroom which was fine too because it, if there was something in it that I wanted to look at she wasn't watching me do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She wasn't thinking she just got home, and now she's looking at the mail instead of talking to me. So out of sight, out of mind. So do the mail in the mail room. Mm-hmm. Throw out, you know, 90% of it that you don't need. and then But at least you know what's there, and you don't need to uh, take up Claudia time doing it, or at least not in front of her.
0: So not only was Jennifer mentally transitioning, she was changing her own routine so that when she walked through the door, her intention was to start Claudia time.
1: I'm not a person that generally lives in the present, but really taking to heart that that's not fair to her. And if you want to plan the next 20 years of your life, do it on your own time, but not hers. And so I've had to stop and really listen. And I have found they read wonderful books at school. And they're nice, actually, to listen to. And it's nice to have a conversation with her. And it's Amazing that what I thought was so important and I couldn't get out of my head, that when you're sitting and engaging with your child, this beautiful child who thinks you're a rock star, and that we know won't last, but for now, that what could be better than this?
0: I love this. Listening and being present with Claudia ended up making Jennifer feel good too. These small moments with Claudia whether it was while she was reading aloud or telling her about her day, Jennifer found these moments were a form of mindfulness for Jennifer. She was able to be more present in her own life because she took these moments to be present in Claudia's. And the best part of all of this, even though Jennifer has added time in to connect, Claudia is actually more consistently hitting her bedtime. Adding in relating time didn't add time to the overall routine, it just extracted the drama.
1: I look forward to going home instead of the idea of, oh my gosh, the next two hours are going to be so stressful. Now it's, I walk in, I get a hug, and we really connect. And yes, the homework has to get done and all those things, but I, I... I think at work, when something's going wrong or when something's really stressful, I can't wait to get my hug from,
0: from Claudia. What I want you to take away from this episode is this. Children thrive on short bursts of undivided attention delivered consistently. That's one minute, five minutes, 15 minutes that they can count on built into their day. Two, you don't have to add time to your schedule to relate to your kids. Just change the nature of the time you're already spending with them. And no matter how much is on your to-do list, slowing down not only makes your child feel loved and secure, it's a beautiful way of you relaxing and creating balance in your own busy adult life. And finally, it is never too late. Jennifer got started when her daughter was nine, and her daughter was immediately responsive. So whether your child is nine weeks old, nine years old, or 19 years old, build in a time to be present. They'll thank you for it later. This has been the Time to Parent podcast, and I'm Julie Morgenstern. Before jumping into the ending credits, I want to give a shout out to Dr. Jeanette Bettencourt and her amazing work with Sesame Workshop. You can find invaluable resources for guiding your family through all the obstacles life throws at you at sesame sesamestreetincommunities.org. The link will be in the show notes. We're looking for questions from you. Do you have questions on how you can balance your time as a parent? email them to, time to parent at macmillan.com. My new book, also titled Time to Parent, is out now. Buy it wherever you get books or at the link in the show notes. You can find more information on my website, juliemorgenstern.com. If you like the show, please be sure to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen. This show is produced by the very extraordinary Becky Celestina. Editing help from Alyssa Martino, Alexander Abnos, and Katie Ferguson. Thanks also to Tatiana McPartland, the wizard of Julie Morgenstern Enterprises, who keeps me organized so I can keep you organized. See you next week.